Welcome to TribCast. We have our guest, Dr. Scott Rathgaber, CEO of Gunderson Health System. Reporter Jordan Vine is with us. And we're going to be talking about the big news of the week, and that is the news that Gunderson and Marshfield are in talks about a potential merger. Doctor, welcome. We appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me, Rusty Jordan. Thanks. I think probably the place to start might be why Marshfield and why now? Well, um, I think that's, those are great questions. I think the first question might be, you know, why consider partnering with anyone? And so, um, you know, we continue to be very committed to providing high-quality care, um, educating the next uh, generation of caregivers, advancing research, and improving the health in our communities. That's our mission. And when we look at the environment of healthcare, the in- industry of healthcare, and it's changing just like your industry and every other industry. Absolutely. And we wanted to look to see how do we maintain true to those missional elements that we've had for over a century um, into the next several decades and another century, and not just look what's happening in one or three years. And so when you look at that in the changing environment, we uh, thought, well, you know, we might be better off if we could um, partner with other like-minded organizations. And once you get to that point um, of how do you continue to be able to maintain your um, service to the, the patients that you're dedicated to, uh, then you start looking around, well, who is a possibility? And that's where the question of why Marshfield, um, because they we have been in contact with them and working with them literally for decades. We know them pretty well. They have very similar DNA to our organization. They're a rural healthcare community. They're very dedicated to rural healthcare, just like us. They are physician-led, just like us. They've been here for a hundred years, just like us. And they have many other similarities on how they believe a philosophy of delivering care. And so they are kind of a natural um, uh, partner to, to begin discussions with. And then you start looking at the patients that we serve. And we don't overlap very much, but we're very contiguous. So it's the natural um, geography that puts us together in addition to that decades long of relationship and the philosophy of how to care for patients. It's very interesting looking at the map that you uh, have produced, but the two health systems, as you say, are contiguous, but except for a fairly slim band, Independence and Whitehall over to Toma and Friendship, there really isn't much overlap, and yet you're both, as you say, predominantly rural health systems. Why is rural health care especially challenging for the provider? Well, some of it is distance, and some of it is uh, um, density, of course, of population. And I always look at it that a lot of folks who live in heavily urbanized areas, they get a lot of the attention. And it's a little easier to deliver to populations that are that dense. But uh, our philosophy, and I believe Marshfield's is, is as well, is that you know people wherever they live deserve to have high quality care, and so we have been dedicated to do that. And it comes down to when you have those distances, you have to think about how do you bring that care even closer to their homes, because it doesn't do any good if they have to drive hundreds of miles, they have to take off more hours of work, or their family has to do the same to bring them. And so some of our care has to be concentrated. But a lot of our care can be decentralized and sent out into the communities so it's closer to the homes of the patients. And so I think it's more about what's the challenge to bring it 
uh, to make it convenient for the patients and, and not as much convenient for the health system. And as you talk about that rural footprint, we're talking about a total of 19,000 employees if the two actually join, 13 hospitals, and more than 100 clinics. That is a pretty sizable footprint to, uh, to manage. And yet, I was impressed that you talked about the two organizations have similar values. Could you talk a little more about that? Right. Well, you know, so our, our values are fairly simple. It's, it's excellence, uh, respect. Um, and uh, um, compassion, um, integrity, innovation. Those are, those are our core values, and that's really, at the end of the day, who we are, who we've developed into over many, many decades. Those are important to us. They're extremely important to us, and we, do, we believe that they fuel our success, and we have no intention of changing those. So when you start talking to partners, you need to be sure that that basic core is not in jeopardy. And that's why we believe um, that very similar value system at Marshfield. And we will continue to explore to make sure that that is very strong and very tight going forward. That's part of the exploration of um, the next phase. And you, as well as the CEO, as you say, a doctor at Marshfield, talked about the shared vision of lowering costs through this sort of arrangement. Uh, How could that come about? Um, that's, that's a great question and one that my board asked me because that is really our value proposition. We, we provide high quality care, but we need to increasingly do so at lower cost. And so we are doing that now in our system as just Gunderson and Marshfield's doing the same thing because that's how we will bring value. We need to bring the cost down without affecting the quality. And Uh, As you know, larger organizations have certain economies of scale that they can help um, decrease the cost and expense of doing um, doing business, and we believe that we can we can combine and really accelerate the progress that we're already doing by working together and using the strengths of each organization uh, to get to that common goal. Have you put a timeline on this process? These discussions with Marshfield. Yeah, so my um, response to the folks who've asked me that question in, inside my own organization has been it's important to do this right and not necessarily do it fast. But certainly we need to have some momentum going forward. So we anticipate a uh, several-month process to go through to be sure that we are bringing value and serving the patients that we care for and the communities. Um, so I, the timeline is not weeks. It can't be years but it's going to be months. So one of the things that I asked you during the press conference announcing this is, you know, how this would affect employees, how this would, you know, affect local employees. I mean, honestly, it's a type of transition that's going to make everybody a little nervous. Um, What's going to happen? Right. I really appreciate it. That was the first question that was asked because we care deeply about our staff. They are the ones who bring us our success. And so we have thought about that. Um, And whenever people talk about mergers and you talk about uh, getting more efficient, of course there is anxiety about what about me? What about my job? And so we are taking that uh, quite seriously uh, because those are the folks that, that drive our success. And so as I answered there, um, because we're uh, contiguous and our geographies really don't overlap, we still have the same patients to take care of um, 
today as we would tomorrow if we combined. And uh, that do, we don't share very many patients. So when we are recruiting for folks because we need more capacity to care for our patients, that's not going to change uh, because those patients are still going to be there. They still need care. And what we have is a capacity issue because thankfully lots of people want to come to see us. And so we want to make sure we have enough capacity to serve them um, conveniently and with good access. So the honest answer is that we think that our... Um, um, you know, our, our ability to care for folks, again, is tied to our, our staff, and we are not looking at large layoffs in order to achieve that. Uh, what we are looking at is growth. We believe that we believe in what we do and that we do a great job. So I always tell folks, if you really believe what you're doing, you should want to do it for more folks. And so I believe as we become, um, uh, as we explore putting these two systems together, not only will we take care of the patients we currently are taking care of, but we will have more patients to take care of. That growth fuels the ability for our staff to continue to have jobs and be able to do their work. I was, uh, I was impressed by Dr. Susan Turney, the CEO of Marshfield, uh, as she talked about, again, the values about being patient-centric, uh, focusing on providing great care, especially to rural areas. She also talked about the disruption in the industry and the competitive nature of health care. And I found that very interesting. You talked earlier about the disruption, but... Uh, Obviously, with an ever-changing federal reimbursement uh, picture, uh, there are a lot of moving parts that a CEO of a big health system has to deal with on a regular basis to make sure that you're delivering the kind of care that you want to. Well, I'm impressed with Dr. Turney as well. She's a deep thinker, and she cares deeply about the patients they serve. And you're right. We deal with this every single day about the changes in the industry. How are we getting reimbursed? How are we bringing that value to our patients? And there's a lot of competition in the world, and healthcare is uh, not, uh, not immune to that. And so when you look around, um, there's a lot of different care models on how to deliver care, um, how to do that at, a, at an affordable um, price. Uh, we believe deeply in, in our um, our approach and our delivery of care, and we want to be able to preserve that model. So that's a choice for patients to make. Um, we really believe, and, and there's data to support that an integrated system, when you're really taking care of the whole continuum of care, is better for the outcomes of the patients. It's also better for the cost of the pa- to the patients, and that even the coordination of the care within within their lifetime and with their family. And so we want to be able to preserve that while we have significant um, uh, a competition both from other care models, but also there's always that uh, competition for the, the reimbursement dollar. You talk about people, and I have to tell you, Jordan, Beth did a wonderful job last evening helping us host an event for nurses. This is, of course, Nurses Week. And the top nurse, uh, nurse of the year, uh, last night was from Gunderson, Elise Bechner. And Elise and the other nine nurses we honored. I was just so impressed with their passion, their compassion, uh, their motivation for serving people. I have to tell you, I was really touched by their stories. We'll be having a special section Sunday in the La Crosse Tribune and Winona Daily News that uh, 
profiles the 10 who we honored. But all of these stories really touched my heart talking about caring for other people and why, what motivates them and why it's important. I have to tell you, you've got a lot to be proud of. Well, I, uh, I'm looking forward to the article on Sunday um, when I open my Sunday paper uh, because I, I want to read about these inspiring individuals. And I did read this morning about Elise and Deb, another one of our nurses who was yes. nominated. And I'm so proud of uh, the, that recognition because they really selflessly every day come to work and just want to improve their um, the, the lives of the patients that they serve. And it, they are great inspirations to us. And I have to admit, you know, I, I was very inspired by the, uh, by the story in the newspaper today. And um, I, I couldn't be prouder that they are representing what we believe is our heart and soul and our values um, every single day, usually out of the spotlight, but it's always nice uh, when they are in the spotlight. And I actually have already sent them emails this morning of con- congratulations. Oh, it was so touching. Like, I got to talk to each of them before they went in, and they were all just so excited to be there. And, like, it was really just a nice event, I thought. And, you know, if you guys missed it, you can always check it out on our Facebook page. And we have videos detailing everybody put together by Elizabeth Byer, and you should check those out, too. Well, thank you for recognizing the people who really do the work. They are the ones who bring the success and and enrich the lives of our patients every single day. So thank you very much for for having an event so nice like that that recognizes those folks. And it's just a great reminder that uh, you do have to spend time on federal reimbursement rates and other issues like that. But quite frankly, I'm certain that spending time with the people who have such compassion and care representing your organization that's really the fun part, isn't it? Right. Well, when you see people day in and day out, you know, thousands of people um, who are come to work every day to deliver on the mess, the mission, and those values I talked about, um, that is inspiring. And uh, I a lot of times get to have a front row seat to that, and it is one of the best parts of my job. Well, I think it's a great part. And again, we were so inspired and impressed by your people and the other nurses from throughout the region who were honored last night. Our guest today has been Dr. Scott Rathgaber, CEO of Gunderson Health System. For Jordan Vian and executive producer Elizabeth Beyer, I'm Rusty Cunningham. Thanks. Thank you.